The battle of Britain is about to begin. Welcome back to the Lead Pursuit Podcast. Are you tired of us yet? Well, sorry, we're still here and we're still doing a podcast, but you know, we're going to talk about the game again. We said we would, and we've talked about Gathering of Eagles. Everyone should know by now that the first weekend in June, June 4th, 5th, and 6th in New Orleans, yes, there's a terrible place to go. That's going to be no fun. We're going to have the Gathering of Eagles. Part of that is going to be a tournament. Uh, which, once again, because I suck so bad at Blood Red Skies, I'll be the TO. I won't actually be playing in the game, so as to not embarrass myself. But the good news is, tonight, to talk about list building, I've got Steve, Brett, and Trevor on. Guys, great to have you on. I don't want to hear from each of you now, because I'm going to have to listen to you pontificate all freaking night. So, we'll just skip ahead to tell everyone what we're talking about. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the changes to the U.S. tournament rules. And I'm quick to say U.S. because I don't run tournaments in the U.K. Uh, things may be a little different over there. I know Ken Nat, the purveyor of the Blood Red Skies Ready Room, he and I have talked, and there's some things that we see differently, and that's okay. You know, each each country, each league needs to run things a little bit differently. Um, but if you're curious, if you head out to leadpursuit.net/goe, uh, you'll find our tournament pack out there. And you can see what the latest changes are, what the new rules are. We have highlighted in red uh, anything that's different. But let me cover the two big ones now. So what's prompting this episode? There's a big red bullet in there. Any aircraft from the master aircraft list that is not a jet or is not from the Korean era is authorized for play. Oh, my God, Trevor, what have we done? We've created an amazing time to play a bunch of fucking cool-ass planes. And honestly, man, even 262s yeah. in my experience, have not done well in tournaments. Just saying. Yeah, I I was... The only reason I excluded them and Meteors is I was trying to find an easy line to draw. And that was one. So um, I... I know some people were going to bitch if I was going to allow, uh, you know, P-80s in there, whatever. Uh, I, so I just opted to say no jets because I, I think you're right. I think points, points wise in a 500-point tournament, uh, no bueno, they're not going to do very well. So so that's the biggest rules change. And thanks to, to Trevor uh, for backing me up on that. In case you didn't know, uh, tournament stuff at Lead Pursuit. Trevor is your man. Um, yeah, sure, I'm the guy that's probably typing things in and spell-checking the documents. Uh, but Trevor's the guy. So Trevor at leadpursuit.net, you can write him and say, you dirty mother effer, that was the stupidest thing you ever did. Um, and we'll just delete your email and ignore it because, you know, that's how we are on the Lead Pursuit podcast. Or it depends on how much bourbon uh, I've had that that's night. Right. And then I might respond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might get a response that we don't need published, <laughs> but that's all right. I like, so I like let's, that G3, G3 tournament title. I think that should stick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for yeah, like a, cool a staff weenie like you that has these. Yeah, exactly. You probably do, you know, but uh, we'll requisition that from supply and Brett will lose the requisition and we'll never see it again. Fuck it. I'll steal that's it. That's okay. Corporal. I'm, I'm good at that shit. <laughs> exactly. If it's not bolted down, I'm taking that fucking thing. Uh, so other rules changes. There, there's not a lot of other huge changes. There's some clarifications about no proxies. Sorry. So you actually got to own the model of whatever you're bringing, uh, even though it is kind of opened up to everything in the master aircraft list. Um, and then there's some clarifications, just minor wording tweaks so that you know you can use any doctrine card you want. That's a big change from the UK. We, we're not going to tie you to historical doctrines. Um, Trevor, what do you and I think of that? That is probably the best way to play it because you actually get to stretch your legs with these planes. I mean, we're not focusing on like, well, you can only play this 
year of the war. No, fuck that shit. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're not going to. Spitfires. It's okay. The river counters will be okay with it. It's okay. It's, you, it's you, okay. You're going to figure this it is out. Safe space. It's a safe <laughs> space. There's, there's a <laughs> safe space. There's other nasty tricks we can play exactly. on. You. So, you wanna, yeah. You want to so. try to see what kind of janky shit you can come up with and what kind of wackadoo, like, synergies that you no one has ever really thought of like i mean we all know aggressive tactics oh no we know you've thought of them trevor you've sat there at your local game store and thought about them all yes we know that i mean with all the other you know neckbeards that i have hanging around me (laughs) but yes i i do think about these things and i bounce them off my other guys and we have our own little little string of other uh tournament gamers that will just thinking of like well, how can we not so much break it but how can we how can we totally break the system well how can we make you know historic the historical guys grasp at their pearls yeah exactly exactly so we are not going to limit you to historical doctrine pairings by whatever force it is and, and that's fine if if that floats your boat then then go play a different tournament um if you want to kind of open up the aperture a little bit that's what we're trying to do because our goal is really to find out uh, who is the best squadron commander, flight leader, air chief, marshal, whatever? Uh, so Air Commodore Atchison will be there at uh, GOE, I think, to defend his title. Uh, and we'll see who the new Air Commodore for the next uh, next round is. Now, not to be outdone with GOE, uh, a little over a month later at Twisted Lords Con, which if I was prepared, I'd have the dates right here in front of me, but I don't. It's towards the end of July. We are also running another Blood Red Skies tournament there. So if you can't make it to New Orleans and have fun with all the cool kids, uh, go out to Oklahoma City and have fun with me and John Russell and a lot of other people drinking beer and playing yet another tournament. So enough of that bullshit. Let's talk about the question of the night. So I'm going to throw this out. Is there something that you're generally looking for in a list that gets your attention when reviewing the master stats? What What is going on in the back of your mind thinking about list building that when you see it in the master stat list, you're like, that's a plane I want to try? Steve, what makes you think that way? You know, recently, this ju- this is a new change for me. If you would have asked me this a week ago, I would have said, I filter the entire master list out for tight turn, and then I do a second level filter. Because you're a cheater. You're just a a dirty cheater. cheater. And then I do a second level filter for rapid roll. So if I, you know, I'm like, eh, if I can't do tight turn, I'll do rapid roll. And I was like 99% set on Hellcats. But recently, I just started looking at three fire power planes. Anything with three fire power. Those odds get nice. Well, so I will say this about the Hellcat. So thank you to everybody who wants to play the Hellcat because you've been buying Hellcats from Lead Pursuit. So shameless plug here. Yes, we are selling resin 3D printed Hellcats uh, that you can show up and that way you won't be using a proxy. Uh, They're wonderful. They've been designed by Steve. And personally, I think they come out looking great. Uh, I sure wish I had actually thought to make some for myself, but that's all right. (laughs) I I guess that'll be in the next battery of 3D prints. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I actually need to actually paint something besides Soviet tanks this year. So so we'll get to Doug falling off the wagon about more miniatures, but that's another story for later. Uh, all right, Steve, we know what we know what turns you on there, Mr. Firepower 3. That's how we uh, we get into your 50 shades of firepower. Uh, Trevor, what kind of things hit you on the list that uh, really makes you think that might be a plane for my list? For me, I mean, not only does Titan or Rapid Roll, I look at the plane traits. If it has great dive, I really try to avoid it because great dive is probably the one of the most useless traits to have in this game. And it's not any fault of the game design and how the dive mechanic works and how di- great dive works. I, I don't want it. I don't like it. Funny enough, we'll be talking about hopefully a list later that I actually have great dive in. Um, but yeah, I was about to say liar. I do have I do have a great dive in there, but that's beside the point. It's probably going to get his teeth kicked in. Well, I'm just, I'm going to make you eat your words, and and one of these these tournaments, one of these times, is going to be a scenario three bounced, and so great dive is going to be like the card to beat everybody else. But that's okay. It <laughs> certainly is not in scenario one. <laughs> no, it is not. So with scenario one, you no. don't want great dive because scenario one's dogfight. Great dive doesn't help you in that unless I mean we'll we'll get into that a little later. Um, but I literally try to look for stuff like 
great climb. So you have that defensive capability to shut down a player's ability to climb. Oh, so you're a buddy fucker and, just like Brett. But I also enjoy things, which I which had more of, was things like buzzsaw and heavy hitter, things that, um, that are force multipliers when you're shooting at planes. Um, like I think it's the Raiden for the Japanese, for instance, has heavy hitter, it's a single engine aircraft. But now you are making them roll less dice to to evade. You're causing more damage on your rolls, so you're just increasing those odds. Whereas you could go with a firepower three, but not all firepower three have heavy hitter. I'm sorry about the P47; it should have buzzsaw. Fight me on it. Um, but so I'll look at. You'll hear no argument from me. I think it meets the definition of buzzsaw. But <laughs> what do I know? Apparently not. What do I know? It just dives all the time because they're flying bricks. Apparently. Um, Exactly. <laughs> it's got a big radial engine. It's slow. By the way, I'm like two bur bourbons in, so. Um, and that's why we love you. I'm only two beers in, so I'm a little bit behind you. Weak. <laughs> so then I, then I look at the points. <laughs> I have my standards. Then I look at the points cost because I want my points cost to be ideally in the mid-30s to, if I have to, low 40s because now you're looking at equipment. So if you want to build a list that you can actually bring an ace to support your guys or be aggressive or be that kind of support ace, you want to be able to take things like drop tanks, things like rockets. If you, ha if you absolutely have to, you can take gun packs. I don't necessarily agree with that one, but rockets and drop tanks are probably going to be your two big equipment cards that I think you're going to see. So you want those points to um, be able to allow that to happen. Or if you look at the lower point cost guys, like the Wildcats, like the Yaks, like Brett's Pea Shooters, the, the, the Pride of the Pacific, the Brewster Buffalo, um, you, you can bring, you know, aces and a mixture of stuff, and you can have all the fun. That's kind of what I look at, because the theater and the doctrine cards, depending on the tournament, like you and I, Doug, have talked about, kind of assigning theater cards to the tables, so you kind of you limit some of the some of the jankiness, um, but you still look at the theater cards, and you want your theater cards to to uh, to complement your plane tra your aircraft traits as much as possible, so that you get the most out of your aircraft. Um, yeah, and, and and let me pull back the curtain on that one because I mean we we talk about that a fair amount. Um, I was I guess I was just super fed up with the the trying to control all of the elements of the game and i really wanted the players to have to react to something but that being said when you look in the tournament pack at the tables and at the theater cards paired across the table you generally have a couple options so we've given you a boom chit denial card uh, or in some cases it's a boom chit awarding card we've given you a weather card we've given you kind of a starting advantage card so that you have some options amongst what the table forces you to pick. Uh, so you, you still, you, you may not get to pick the perfect card, but you have an option to pick a card that will influence your playing style. And as Trevor says, it, it pairs with what your traits are. If, you're, if your traits are already ditching boom chits because you have deep pockets, you know, maybe the boom chit denial one isn't the card you want. Maybe you want to take one that actually awards a boom chit to your enemy because now it's going to double the effect of what your traits do. Because um, they'll, they'll, you'll be down or you'll be uh, up three and they'll be down one. Um, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, well, let's move on to Brett. Brett, what kind of things catch your eye in the list? Oh, well, you know, I've always, I've had a, a lot of fun with a denial list. But uh, I would say more than just trying to strike a denial list, I'm looking at firepower too is kind of a sweet spot. Seems to me like, kind of like what Steve was saying, you know, the extra firepower is certainly important. I, I guess I'm thinking, okay, you got an hour of play, so you got to rack up some booms and you got to try to outlast your opponent and not get boomed. So I'm looking at firepower too because it gives me some firepower and it's likely I can afford that plane uh, if it also has agility too. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of filtering on that first but then the other thing that's really in my mind is okay wh what trait does it have and how am i going to maximize that trait with our one doctrine card for this uh for this tournament right so uh I, i'm kind of my kind of favorites for a trait are heavy hitter to kind of go with that firepower or maybe um 
tight turn. Those are those are good ones. And if if let's say if it's one that has um, two traits, you know, great climb, rapid roll, or great climb and uh, tight turn is is pretty attractive. Uh, I probably am not super leaning on great climb to use as a um, to, to combine with my doctrine card because I think that high altitude performance is probably your best choice there, but it's still a bit situational because your opponent has to be. I think your opponent has to be at advantage to use that to great effect. Uh, but I, you know, I'm, I, I'm Trevor doesn't like great dive, but I like great dive if um, maybe if other things work out. Great dive, I think, can work with low altitude performance, and uh, I use that. To that s- that's about the only way. There, there's really there's two cars that I like with with great dive, and we'll talk about them here in a bit. But I think it's super situational and. In a sense, a lot of bad things have already had to go on to use that card unless you are in a scenario that puts you at a super disadvantage. And so that's why I always bring up, you know, scenario three, uh, inbounced. You might be the that group that is in the middle of the table and disadvantaged, about to get uh, absolutely cornholed by everybody else. And then great dive with the right doctrines uh, can be can get you out of that or can allow you as the attacker to cross the board and get into a firing solution on that guy in the first turn and just absolutely um, solve the solve the game right there and, and, and win it so I think I think uh, great climb with seasoned pilots is a good you know could have some potential there I, I'm kind of maybe along the same lines that Steve was saying uh, with firepower when I think about firepower like I, I'm, I'm looking at maybe some lists that have some tricks or just come at you like a sledgehammer with a lot of firepower and heavy hitter with something like uh, opening shot. Uh, you maybe some combinations there. So there's different directions to go. That's kind of what's on my mind. Okay. Well, well, let's move on a little bit. So let's take this listing of, of things that we filter the airplanes on and let's talk about those specific planes. Now, uh, for the radio audience, the podcast audience out there, uh, we've asked everybody to kind of look at some of their lists, maybe not build the perfect 500-point list, but look at the combos, look at at least the aircraft types, and figure out, is that a a denial list? Is that a offensive list? Is it kind of a defensive where your, your opponent down list? Um, and so we're going to talk about some of those aircraft picks, and some of them may be a little unusual, because uh, once again, these are things we're thinking out in theory. Some of them have never been tried, so... Be bold. Try one of them at uh, GOE, and uh, when you lose, we're just going to laugh at you and go, you shouldn't have listened to the Lead Pursuit podcast. Don't you know what a bunch of ass clowns those guys are? But anyway, so moving on, I'm actually going to start with Brett, since you were just talking last. I know you got a couple aircraft lists. Give me kind of your first one, your top aircraft list. Okay. Uh, my favorite? The one that's got me most excited right now? You want me to start there? Sure. The one that gives you a big airplane chubby. Uh, you know... The G55 got my attention when I first saw that one on the list. And um, it's Agility 2, Firepower 2, Speed 8, and comes in at 37 points. So pretty modest, I mean, I don't know, medium price point there. I think it's equivalent to, say, a 109G uh, or a 109F maybe. Anyway, it's in that ballpark. But it comes with great climb and tight turn. And and here's kind of why I like it. You know, I like that denial list. I I find like the great climb just by itself, the way that without any, you know, not trying to combo it with a doctrine card. I think great climb is just awesome because like Panther sex, right? What is it? 40% of the time it works every time or whatever. Exactly. (laughs) So just use great climb like that. That's kind of what I'm thinking, but tight turn plus defensive tactics. And it kind of goes back to that idea of, you know, trying to outlast. I like, I mean, you could use tight turn with aggressive tactics and stuff too, but I'm thinking just with um, with normal play and firepower too, and you could get some shots on, especially against... Well, uh, well so you, you are paired directly against the 109G, which is still a great climb, great dive airplane. 37 points, 822. Uh, so I think, I think, like you say, that tight turn gives you your cheater card that you want. Yeah, yeah, and, and the defensive tactics, I, I kind of was going back and forth between that and aggressive tactics. I think defensive tactics is going to really lend to that idea of um, outlasting and maybe a little bit of that denial dick move, I guess, because... Yeah, well, well I think that pairs better <laughs> with great climb because because the fact is 
you're going to play that tight turn and you're going to burn it to use your doctrine card not to necessarily make a tight turn move so you're going to use it to to change your heading when somebody's shooting at you either to make it a deflection shot or to take that deflection shot and make it a head-on shot where you can shoot back uh, and and that's all part of the denial is denying them the opportunity to employ weapons uh, at a time of their choosing so i think right. i think that's a definitely a, a good pairing there's there's a couple other planes that kind of fit the same list for me and i think it comes down to it could come down to points so if i was making this list and i was really struggling for points i might consider uh trying to do the same thing with the um ki-84 so the ki-84 is is very similar it's agility to firepower to speed eight but it's 34 points because it has poor quality it still has the great climb and the tight turn right so really you're getting a discount because of the poor quality and i think in scenario one you can work around that in the setup right in the deployment so so how do you how do you work around it in the setup that is the question of the day i want to hear brett's answer uh i think play keep away for the first turn or so so you can get to sort of you know better i don't know man i i play the you know, Air Commodore Atchison cloud thing. Start in the freaking clouds. Yeah, well, you so know that's me. the great equalizer. You you you're giving up. You know, you're giving up any advantage aircraft you have, but any of your disadvantage are now going to be neutral. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could do that. Um, also, you could use uh, clear skies and deny your opponent clouds. And yeah, I, th- I just still think that's risky away. as a as a poor quality uh, guy because that is the one and only time that I think a great dive would be a good counter because a great dive player is going to take his better odds than you that he's advantaged. He's going to dive across the board, and he is going to have a better-than-normal chance to be able to shoot you because odds are you're going to be uh, at a lower advantage state. Not by a whole lot, by one die, but it's it's still one die. <laughs> yeah. It's still an opportunity that you uh, that you may... It's funny uh, you mention that because I, 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 I didn't mention this earlier, but I think if there was a... I know Trevor said he doesn't like great dive, but I think if I had a combination of great dive and tight turn, that might be my favorite plane. <laughs> you're just a weirdo. All right, you're done. You're done talking. <laughs> first list, Steve. What have you got that you can throw us for your your first favorite, most crazy airplane list? All right, so, well, there are two different things, favorite and most crazy. Which one do you want first? Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I assume they're the same for you. So so tell me what your... <laughs> What's your favorite airplane list you okay, think that so, hits all those wickets is? So just to preface this, I took uh, Spitfives and GOE the first time. And uh, I, they're, I think they're like the ideal plane for me. I really like them. However, the uh, C205, essentially the same plane, same points, except it's, it's a poor with the poor quality. Yeah. You get the extra. You get the one extra speed. So you, you I get think the, sa- the same cheat. So you're a double cheater now. Not so, only are you cheating with tight turn, you're cheating with poor quality that really doesn't apply. In yes, double double cheater. <laughs> so that that really the C205 is really sticking out to me because of getting that extra speed and with scenario one, very easy to overcome the. Uh, the poor quality like we just talked yeah, about with yeah, clouds or is. clouds or minimal moves and even uh, a, a thing that people don't remember is uh clouds break line of sight too right so you can't outmaneuver or shoot through a cloud so even if you can't right. get in the cloud minimal move behind the cloud just to break that line of sight you know it really negates the poor quality now the other one i was also thinking about and it's a toss-up between these two for my favorite is the hellcat uh, because on the updated master list, it has a rapid roll, so I could still bring the defensive tactics that I like to bring, uh, get that bonus with the defensive tactics. The downside of the Hellcat is it, you know, you're up at 39 points then, starts to get, yeah, it sure starts is to pricey. Get pricey, you know, and especially it does, it does. you get the robust, so I was thinking about maybe taking robust and taking head on a, or uh, ram attack. You know, but that 39 points is just is really limiting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, you know, the the good thing is, I think for most of us that have played robust aircraft a lot, we realize that one die pull does make a huge difference on low firepower aircraft. So if you're if your enemy's showing up with firepower ones, then that's going to be a huge impact. It's going to basically take it down to pilot skill only. And if they're trying to field a ton of aircraft, low pilot skill, 
those are pretty low odds with two dice. Ex exactly. You know, then all so, of a sudden- so having a firepower two aircraft against a robust aircraft is a huge odds jump. And a lot of people don't necessarily understand that um, because you're getting that kind of fixed firepower one die at that point by losing the second one. Um, that's then taking you above your pilot skill. And so, so sometimes it balances out because sometimes you have to have shittier pilots because you have so many expensive airplanes. Um, but then sometimes it, it works to your advantage because you, at least you have mediocre pilots. So you're shooting three dice instead of two against that. Uh, actually, sorry, in that case, you'd be shooting four dice with an average pilot of three um, against that robust airplane. You'd only lose one die. Okay, so enough from you, Steve. We're done talking to you. Trevor, favorite airplane list that kind of hits all the wickets for you? Uh, well, let's see here. So I don't think I have a favorite airplane list. Trevor's unrolling his long list. Just, <laughs> Which of these 17 aircraft types? So, Doug, this one is something that you requested uh, for the fans, because I'm here for the fans um, in the, the greater community. This is the F4U Corsair. Four. Yes. So, <laughs> Thought of as the useless airplane, but hey, it actually does have a place so in the Red Sky. This is my, my batshit insane list that is extremely high risk and extremely high reward. So it racks in at 44 points because American planes can't be anything lower than 40 points, apparently. Um, or any decent American whatever anyways i didn't think there were any decent american planes in the game but anyway, yeah go ahead. Oh, just flying bricks you know gull wings who cares um so it has the firepower too so it's shooting good firepower it's got decent maneuverability with two speed nine and it's got it's the 442 miles per hour that's going to break that tie because it is one of the fastest planes in the game because america we love speed um I took an ace, okay. so it's a. I actually have a four. Sh it's it's four ship, so I'll have two sections. Yes, Doug, I'm using your your eight pilot terminology, so you know don't pilot speak. Are you talking with your hands there in the, in the yes, dark by I, yourself? I, 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 I am, <laughs> you know, you know. So uh, this is my period of instruction there. <laughs> so my my ace has master's. Ma Shut up, or I'll give you the knife. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> so my ace has master. Sorry, continue. My ace has master tactician. So what that means you uh, have a better chance of starting in an advantaged state. So my list lives and dies on starting in the advantaged state because if it's gonna break any tie you're gonna have with anybody having a, an advantaged plane. Uh, so it's, I- Well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, so, so you're gonna, you're, you're basing a lot on the ability, I mean, cause obviously it's a fast airplane yeah. and because it has great dive, it has the ability to dive across the entire fucking board um, and you know, so you use great dive. You now have an 18 inch dive. So, so you are touching the other plane yeah. based on the min range of setups. Yeah. So huge capability, but really is built, like you said, around being at a high enough advantage state that you can afford to burn one of those and still shoot the other guy. And my doctrine I'm taking is opening shot. Again, super aggressive, maybe not the best, but it's super aggressive. Uh, my theater cards would be radar support again, you're rolling those five dice to get the one success uh, to start in the advantage state and supply shortages. So you have a four ship section, take supply shortages, you're now putting a boom chit on your opponent or if they have drop tanks, you're taking away that drop tank. So any boom chit that you um, cause, it goes right on them. Um, right. And my right. equipment card is rockets. So you see where I'm going here. Oh, you're a dick. You're totally a dick. So it is, it is what we call, in some instances, an alpha strike. You are setting up at the as close to them as possible, opening shot, running up on them, just trying to cause as much damage as possible, and put and try to get ahead on boom chits, especially since you're going to be outnumbered. Especially, I mean, if you have like the swarm lists, for instance, this might not be the best against swarm lists. However, if you're able to pluck off their boom, their, their drop tanks to make them burn that card or potentially burn through, if you have uh, an opponent who has say deep pockets, you're stripping those deep pockets away from them. You're taking away that denial capability, opening shot. If you can get lucky with your dice and you can land a couple of hits and burnt and get rid of some of that denial crap that they have, or even like their robust cards, you're already putting them in a defensive posture and you, 
like I said, you have a fast plane with great dive, and you have robust, so you can take a hit. Again, but again. Well, but let's do the let's do the math there. Like kind of like you said, so you've got opening shot and you have rockets. So you lose one speed. Okay, whatever. You got me. I'm now down to eight speed uh, on this Corsair. But with opening shot, I'm shooting it 12 inches away. Mm -hmm. And, oh, by the way, math hammer dorks, uh, it's a gunnery test to retain, not a pilot test, a gunnery test. So you're already at firepower two plus your pilot skill. The odds of retaining that card are a lot higher than retaining those pilot skill or pilot test cards that you have out there. So the ability to use that cards multiple times in that opening opening round, I, I think that's huge. And of course, you know, rockets, um, you're doubling your firepower yeah. there. So you've got four plus your pilot skill. That's getting to a ludicrous number of dice. And I don't need to do the dice so uh, for the math. I have guys eight, in the crowd. an ace. It's, it's so worth it. I have it. an ace, so that's five. <laughs> then I have a skill four and two skill three. So you have fairly high skill pilots throwing a lot of dice at you. You're going to hit. I mean, you're playing the math at this point. You sh Unless, I mean, it, I've seen this game where roll 14 well, dice. Well, let's be honest. To be, yeah, well, I've seen Steve roll 16 dice and not get a single success and his ace Twice. off the table and back home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But let's, let's be honest here. Seven dice. Actually, sorry, we're at nine dice. So an ace for five, nine dice with a rocket. That is an 80.6% chance of a single success. So getting that hit first turn, especially against someone who's going to be a lower disadvantage state, maybe even disadvantaged because they're, because you're picking and choosing the right guys to shoot at. Um, you find that disadvantage section that could be a shoot down right at the beginning. And of course, once again, it plays off their, off their dodge. Now. Yeah. I but mean, Brett, I, I know Brett wanted to interject and Brett wanted to tell us how we're probably doing our math wrong. Yes, sir. Go ahead. No, no. no I was thinking about this cause I've got a similar list, but, uh, I know you talked about aces. Have you considered snapshot or, um, chicken run? Cause that lets you really pour on those those dice especially you're a big fan of chicken run and, and that surprised me recently I, I saw that in a lot of your uh yeah your comments. i think snapshot's probably a little better but i was just looking for ones that specifically give you an edge on shooting if your whole list is planes that have firepower three right. or you know right. rockets and all that so well I, I get that and i mean this one is this is des this is kind of designed on getting that opening shot during deployment not so much shooting broadside I mean, unless, unless somehow they deploy their planes broadside to me, I'm, this is really just designed to go, this is how I cut, this is my very, I play very aggressively. Um, this is probably a tribute to my win-loss record, but fortune favors the bold. That's how I play. I'm like, I thought it was called a loss-win record in your case. Hey, I got to ask a question, a rules, rules clarification here about opening shot. Yes, So opening shot. If you can shoot from 12 inches away. Let's yes. say you're at 11 inches and you take a head-on shot. Are they out of range to shoot back? Yes. Yes. Six inches. Oh, okay. Chicken run. Yeah, it does not Rockets. extend there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brett sold on chicken run. Chicken run, opening shot. And, and I told rockets. you. Well, that's why I took Master Tactician well, so, because so I have four planes. I have to I, I have to do everything in my power to make sure that I start my planes in advantage. And that's what it is. I mean, it's still a five. I mean, I do get what you're yeah. saying with Chicken Run, but I have four planes to play with. I have to I have to make sure every shot counts. So for those gotcha. who don't know what Chicken Run does, Chicken Run is in reaction to an ace, either initiating or being shot at as a head-on attack uh, against another non-ace aircraft then the enemy plane cannot react shooting back. So uh, the the way it's written, it says an ace being involved in a head-on shooting attack. Um, the wording on the do is a little confusing. I read that as you can use chicken run as a denial. Brett, do you see chicken run as a denial card if you're an ace head-on, initiating a head-on attack against someone y Yeah, else? that's how I read it. And then the opening okay. shot thing, okay. just, that's you know, you're out of range for the return fire. So the, yeah, the, so, so you really don't need chicken run in that case. But yeah, they're, they're in that Subsequent sense, turns, both, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, doing just, kind of similar things. I wasn't sure if the if once you went to a head-on, if it was like you automatically got to shoot back. So it was like their range turned to twelve. Also, that's that makes that makes opening shot really really interesting. That's how I read it as a TO. Now that being said, 
we've seen a number of times. I've thought I understood what the implementation of the rules were, and Andy has overruled it. So maybe one that's worth teeing up as a as an FAQ question. I'm pretty sure, though, he intended that to be a uh, a head on shot or other shot with no repercussions. You know, once you because. You can use it against, you know, bombers and be able to shoot at bombers yeah. without prompting their turrets firing back. So I'm scribbling, I'm scribbling some stuff out now for my for my crazy list. We're getting to next. We're we'll getting to the crazy list in a moment. Just just chill out about the crazy list. I was, I was messaging sir, Steve. Brand. I was like, I've I've got some 109k list for you now. <laughs> oh jeez, K for crazy. All right, Brett, you are up with your crazy list. And when I say crazy list, I don't mean the Wunderwaffe list. I'm talking about a crazy pairing of of skills and aircraft that you think uh, might be worth trying yeah it's it's i mean I, we've kind of explored this already with trevor's list a little bit um it's not crazy per se but it's just an alternative to m maybe my more denial centric list so i was looking at the p63 king cobra okay it's agility one firepower three speed eight again uh you know fairly uh moderate points uh 37 points it comes with heavy hitter, right? So I'm also thinking opening shot and rockets with this one. You know, I talked a little bit about the ace card, maybe snapshot, maybe chicken run. I kind of like snapshot. I'm just thinking about like subsequent turns, the kind of shooting solutions I might have to pull off. If I've got an ace with a lot of dice and he can make a shot, um, a snapshot, like a tailing shot, that's powerful, right? Uh, so anyway, the whole idea there, just kind of like what Trevor's already described, trying to rack up those booms really fast. I think this one could be a little pricey, but, um, you know, it's workable. I think I could certainly get, at 37 points, I can get six planes on the board with an ace for sure. Um, that's, that's my, I don't know, that's my, that's my alternative so, list. So, so let me dwell on a moment of history here. P-63 King Cobra. Uh, did it ever serve U.S. military units in combat? I need a phone, a phone a friend. You need a phone know. a friend. Okay. So, so no, it didn't. Uh, for those of us who've flown next to a P-63, raise your hand. Oh, wait, I'm the only one. Uh, but it is impressive. A 37 millimeter cannon shooting through the spinner. That's right. 37 millimeters, boys. It's, I, and I then it also has four, 450 cals as well as that. I, I came across this as I was making a 109K list after Steve and I were, you know, did the whole episode about 109s. And we kind of like, eh, 109K, it's, it's so expensive. You'll never fly a Carl in a, in a tournament list. But I actually like made an attempt to scratch some down and, and I came up with some, you know, just jotted some like on a napkin or whatever. But then I saw that. King, the King Cobra with a similar stat line and much lower points. And that's where I landed with that. Well, it, it's funny to me because having seen a, uh, a restored version of the P 63 up close where they restored all the gun bays and everything. I'm like, this is an impressive fighter. And then realizing I'd have to play it as the Soviets. If I was going to play it in blood red skies, I never went out and found any models, but I think you can get some from aim. Uh, and maybe eventually one of these days you'll get some from rock and lead pursuit, but Hey, uh, continuing crazy lists, Steve, I know you got another P 60 series crazy list. Up All right, here we go. Safe. This is it. So and actually, you know what I was just thinking like Friday night, we moving forward, we should do like moron tournament Friday night where you bring like your craziest list. It's like single loss bracket style, one loss elimination. So there's no fear of anybody bringing like just the dumbest list that they could possibly think of. And you could just have some fun with it. Right. So here we go. And, and do that. What on tabletop sim? No, do it at the tournament. Just drink beer. No, every, stupid oh, list. God, do it at the tournament. <laughs> stupid list. <Yeah>. Friday. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. That would be interesting. That would be a good time. All right, here we go. I'm bringing four P-61 Black Widows, two aces, a skill three, and a skill two. I'm still not sure how you fit that in 500 points, but okay. I don't know. I think it's 150 plus 150 plus 100 plus 75 or something like that. Yeah, duh, Trevor and I are <laughs> Marines. We, we've already exceeded our ability to count. I think I, that's I what it is. Fingers left. Hold on, hold on. I, yeah, I ran out of fingers and toes a long time ago. I want to make sure I get this right here because this is going to be... We need know, Leslie anyway, with his calculator. He could do yeah, exactly. I know, Leslie, Leslie, the instant calculator. I know Air calculator. Commodore Ashison is listening, and he's going to be like Bill Belichick trying to figure out the scouting report on me. For, but, for uh, the nerds in the room, I think Leslie is a mentat. If you're a Dune fan, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he has all the spice. He does all the calculations in his head. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're good. 
we're good. So we can easily get right. in there because the your the, list is legal. No, here's why it's legal because the P six the P sixty one is sixty points, but you get the ten free in the tournament right. rule. Right for the heavy right? fighter. So yep. so yep. an ace is hundred fifty, right? So you take two aces, you're at three hundred, and you're you're good to go. So you can squeeze two other guys in there. Now I'm going to take opening shot, which you know just kind of changed my strategy because I was looking for a card to pair with heavy hitter. And yeah. pairs awesome with heavy hitter. I think it does. So it takes away the, the gunnery test. You won't get the benefit of heavy hitter in the sense of it won't apply because you'd be too far. But who cares? You'll just burn a heavy hitter in turn one and you don't have to get super close. Exactly. And I think I'm also going to try to sneak rockets in there. And then. Uh, yeah, if you can find those 15 points somewhere. Haven't. <laughs> maybe haven't maybe drop the, the three to a two. Yet. But I mean, with the firepower three, right? With. When the when it gets in close and you have the heavy hitter, you could start to turn some of those to, uh, you know, critical hits automatically, right? I mean, it's it's really, uh, I think for crazy lists. Plus, I want to see somebody finally bring a multi-engine plane to the table and do something with it. So, uh, so I th I think well, well, I you're might gonna bring you're the gonna laugh. So, so when when you say when you throw it out and you open it up to say, Doug, what ace card might pair? Uh, I'm going to say snapshot simply because you don't know the aspects you're going to be looking at the enemy and it may not be head on. It may be a deflection and to get, especially against a, a dis possibly disadvantaged enemy. Cause you're taking that long range opening shot, um, a chance that he can't dodge using speed. He can only dodge with agility plus pilot skill. You can get that first turn shoot down. Now that, that's kind of risky. Cause that's a, that's a, a 33% chance of what, what part of the arc you're going to be in on that guy. Probably, you know, I guess if I did the math, it actually is like 50% because it could be either side. But either way, there's a low percentage chance you might be in that arc. Um, but things like Snapshot are perfect for that kind of that kind of early attack. Um, I, I don't know what other ones I would pair in there. I, I, I mean, think, I think I'm looking at Mother Hand. Sometimes works out nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mother Hand's always a good safe bet. Um, I guess especially because any, uh, any skill, you know, with the high with the high point plane, you're gonna have to have uh, one or two, you know, level two pilots, right? right. So that yeah. so kinda... somebody's always gonna be hung out there, and at exactly. least if they're close to the ace, they get a they get a higher than normally get plus two uh, to their pilot skill uh, when they're being out uh, when dodging or out maneuvering. So, or I should say, resisting being out maneuvered. They don't get that plus two boost when trying to out maneuver somebody. They still suck balls when they're trying to outmaneuver um but they at least are better when defending yeah so okay. that yeah i mean and and nobody's brought Steve, the you defended yourself out they've yeah. never they yeah, haven't brought out you, the multi engine we gotta you, see you know you gotta try that try it you, you know if you mr 3d printer print your p63s and and or sorry your p61s and bring those and while you're at it print some p63s for brett to try his list uh but print some p61s bring those to goe and we'll try that list and uh when Commodore Atchison laughs at all of us and beats us all around the table, then we'll just take our airplanes and go home and cry. One of the notes I made about my P-63 list was I was wondering if it could be done better, more efficiently perhaps, with the 110C because it's yeah, with a right. discount it's roughly the same points and you get the little you know defensive firepower uh, rear turret one, whatever, and then I was wondering well, how multi-engine would play. a whole discussion that we had before we started the podcast uh, which it might be in the uh, the outtakes at the end uh, some of the discussion about how that multi-engine affects the odds. Does it really screw you? Does it help you being a heavy fighter? I think the jury is still out. I think we need more tournament play, uh, especially under U.S. rules, to see if is it 10 points, is it 15 points? Um, where's the sweet spot for balancing out the the pros and the cons uh, of the, of the multi-engine aircraft? I, I, uh, the one benefit for me, too, with the 110s, I have enough of those that like four people could do a 110 list shut up <laughs> you're done you're done talking stop talking all right trevor uh you're you're breaking the game list what's your wacky list that you've got for us all right so this list was originally thought up by my to my my store owner steve who's an awesome guy who has run a couple tournaments for us i mean he also does work for whiz kids helping them design star wars attack me he's just a great guy so his list Doug, this one's for 
Hey, hey, Steve, you're you're an awesome you're an awesome guy. Why don't you buy some store armies from Lead Pursuit of uh, Hellcats? They'd work out really well for your tournament players. He's Sorry. the one that I did the paid, big uh, paid advertisement there. <laughs> I did the big uh, Flying Tiger commission for. Um, so right. nice, nice. He has a four wild four ace wildcat list. And hate the four ace wildcat list, but I'll go go ahead and just tell everyone how stupid I am because I suck at playing so, that list. You know him, you love him, the Wildcat, the the plane that you know helped win the Battle of Midway, which was a turning point of the Pacific War. Anyways, um, whatever. Just because just because you're enlisted Marine, you don't know the definition of turning point. We're not going to. Uh, well, that's that's how you turn a car, right? <laughs> no, I know exactly. That's <laughs> that's how you flip a. Oh, yeah. never mind. So, uh, so you have five aces. That never happens in Central Florida. <laughs> Five aces. The first ace has tough. Second ace, cool under fire. Third ace, I know your type. And the last ace has aggressive. Your doctrine cards are uh, high altitude performance. Theater card is restricted airfields and supply shortages. And your equipment is drop tanks. I love restricted airfields because it is the ultimate buddy fucking It is. Card. So with <laughs> drop tank, so with restricted airfields and supply shortages, you're essentially taking away a plane and delivering a boom chip. You're double penalized. Exactly. Yeah, you're exactly. To even the so, plane so not only are you taking one away, but, you're, but you're, you're taking a plane out and you're giving the guy a boom chip. So you're really putting him twice as far in the hole as you Exactly. Are. Steve plays that on me all the time in our campaign games. So kind of like the well then stop playing campaign <laughs> games with steve that's the easy answer <laughs> sorry go ahead so Trevor. kind of like the, the thought process behind this is that because the, the wildcats has only speed six you can actually stall speed to three so it gives you more time on target to keep pounding that to kind of like just keep racking the boom chips to kind of boom chip farm your opponent essentially um which is awesome is that called a donkey punch pretty much because <laughs> if you don't call them back the next day um <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that what happens at the runway? Oh, never mind. Um, then the uh, we're not going to talk about that bar. <laughs> the driftwood. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the theater cards. So obviously we, we we talked about that how it just buddy fucks you guy. Um, which is great. Well, well, let's back up from the theater cards. Let's let's go back to high altitude performance because I think that's one. To kind of dwell on because it's the plus two to your outmaneuver or to your pilot skill uh, when you're attempting to outmaneuver someone. So, so obviously you're already pilot skill five. So you're already auto outmaneuvering most dudes. Then when you get plus two to the skill, it, it isn't two extra dice to your outmaneuver attempt. It's plus two skill. So you're a seven. So unless somebody else has some other you know way uh, to to play high altitude performance on that guy uh, it, it doesn't work you're, you're not going to be you're automatically going to and be with out. aggressive um it uh, you basically allows you to kind of like get in there and deal with these guys and if you're super, you have to be super, again this is one of those lists that you have to be really in their face on and you can't it's a robust plane so you so like you said doug if you drop that one dice from people you can kind of you're always going to have it in your hand even if you play open deck closed deck you're always going to have robust in your hand which is awesome i love robust it's probably one of the better traits yeah, to have yeah, exactly especially against the firepower one guys um and well and and i'll be honest aggressive is just so super cool um because in this list like you said you're in there you're plus two you're auto outmaneuvering a dude and you're both outmaneuvering and shoot as the pilot is on that activation so if you lead with that ace they're already outmaneuvering, knocking somebody down a level, and they're probably able to shoot him there, so they're using that card. So then the rest of your aces show up, and all they have to do is shoot already at their high odds. And then, you know, depending once again what their what their actual ace skills are, maybe those get boosted beyond, you know, six dice to something higher. Yeah, the, the one thing you really want to avoid with this is taking head-on shots because you don't have a lot of boom chits to play with. But if you're able to... Get a tailing shot on them. Even get a side shot. Like as much as, as long as you're throwing dice at them, you're fine. You do have cool under fire um, to kind of help with the uh, you know being disadvantaged and whatnot. Um, and I, the I know your type. You're again you're kind of shutting down their ability to you to maneuver away from you, so you can make the most of your four aces essentially. 
and with only firepower one, you know, you need all the dice you can help with. But if if you can make it work, it it I've seen this work and it's brutal. It is a very very. And apparently, I fail to make it work every time against Air Commodore Atchison. <laughs> but that's fine because here in a couple of weeks we'll have a rematch. I think he's going to come out uh, on Sunday, the fourth of April. Uh, to Station Retro and, and proceed to beat me around and publicly embarrass me in my demo games of Blood Red Skies. It's, it's a, Brett, it's a I know you had a quick game. comment in there. Well, that, yeah, list exactly. of, that list of ace cards caught my attention because all but one of those cards I considered uh, like a denial ace card. And I was the only other card. So you had an aggressive in there, which I don't consider a, den- a denial card. In my list, you, uh, you had I Know Your Type, which I love, Cool Under Fire, Tough, um, the other one was True Grit and then Slippery. I wonder how you think Slippery would fit in with that list. Um, I'm not sure about that That's, one. Um, which, which one's that? It's uh, in reaction to an ace being attacked. The yeah, ace counts a as weird pilot one. skill six for dodging, shooting attacks, and avoiding outmaneuver attempts. Right. So Slippery is normally the answer I see to the to the auto outmaneuver. So um, that way the ace goes, oh, yeah, you think you're, you know, pilot skill whatever here we go now i'm six but the problem is a lot of those auto outmaneuvers uh at least with trevor's he has a seven oh right. so slippery on your side is good because they that may um you know hurt somebody's auto outmaneuver but it doesn't remember it doesn't necessarily um help you a whole lot so uh it'll it'll just kind of suddenly take you from an auto outmaneuver to now a five plus six you know five plus one for six dice uh, attack or outmaneuver there, or depending if it's you know, agility two aircraft coming at you. Now it's a seven die uh, maneuver roll. So we'll see. Yeah, and the, I mean again with this list, like you have to be like we. This list doesn't really cater to my play style because I am very aggressive and I like taking a lot of shots. This one you really have to pick your shots, especially against swarm lists, where they can kind of be a little bit more. Um, little more liberal with their boom chits whereas this you have five boom chits and you're out and obviously with drop tanks it kind of helps deal with that well you have you know uh, uh, supply shortages for instance and you can kind of knock that out and whatnot Um, and obviously them being such slow planes like even if you start uh, neutral or disadvantage you move three inches and you can start climbing that's kind of a nice thing about it too I find. Well, math hammering it out. So just so people understand the odds, uh, that, that pilot skill six defense out there, that gives you basically a 66% chance of making that successful die roll. If you, if someone says, okay, I'm going to force you to defending as my outmaneuver, uh, not bad odds. So, so that, that does help with having, uh, that a skill out there. But I think just the advantage of being able to move, you know, move somebody to seven points, automatically outmaneuver anyone else on the board, um, that alone with a, with a doctrine card is a pretty big, pretty big uh, step up uh, for, for capabilities there. So we've been talking for almost an hour and kind of running our suck about, uh, about these lists. Uh, I think we still have a ton of content for another episode. So what I'm going to say is, uh, guys, let's hold the discussion of of those, those perfect card pairings. So it's something that uh, I'll task uh, all of our listeners to go out there and to think about in context of the list we've talked about, you know, what are those ace and doctrine cards that really pair well together? Uh, those ace doctrine and trait cards, obviously doctrine cards and trait cards pair. And then there's ace cards that piggyback on that. Uh, understanding that unless you're an ace, Generally, you're only under the effect of a single card per turn uh, or per activation really is the way the, the wording should be. Uh, but the, the fact is you can get a paired doctrine and trait uh, matchup uh, and then an ace skill on top of that as an ace. So there's there's some interesting things you can do there. Think about those, take a look at those, and then take a look at the uh, the game-breaking equipment cards like rockets. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Did I, did I say that? I, I didn't mean to say that. But <laughs> take a look at those uh, different capabilities. Uh, Steve, anything in closing besides uh, you love being a cheater and you've now found a second way to cheat in the game, and that will be in your list? Hey, isn't, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? Isn't that yeah, exactly, isn't that Exactly. That's a Marine Corps motto. Trevor and I lived by that for years. 
are you talking about? Oh, you know, we do need to bring up. I forgot. We do have to bring this up. There is an order that needs to be had before we close here. So okay. I shipped some I shipped some aircraft to Trevor. You know, he got him. I <laughs> yes, shipped some did. aircraft to uh, Chris. He got yeah, him. Chris got him, which right? which is amazing because the last time you shipped aircraft to Chris, it took two months. Months. Two months for okay. them to finally get there. Now I shipped some aircraft to Brett. And the tracking says they were delivered, but he swears he scoured the mail room at his apartment complex and somebody made off with, you know, he, they're nowhere to be found. So I'm not sure I should handle this. If he's trying to scam me for more jets or, or more planes, like I, 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 I'm at a loss for how to handle this. I, I think you should you know just what send is? some more. It, you know, whatever, whatever quantity you were planning on sending. Of course sure he wants to send you some more. I look at my friends list and I start thinking about you're the kind of people that are stealing copper out of houses, aren't you? Hey, yeah. On, when you send those replacements, can you throw some P63s in with it? Yeah. Now? Hey, exactly. hey, you know what I what I will say is like you know, I listen to the Jocko podcast every once in a while. I mean, I know Jocko's a Navy SEAL. I'm pretty sure Jocko wouldn't just let his little suburban neighbors take his airplane. So I don't know what Brett's deal is. Why he's not like. Don't worry. Right now, those planes are holding down somebody's stack of Magic the Gathering cards. They're being used as a paperweight. So don't worry about it. They're going to good use. But that's all right. You know, no big deal. We'll we'll just move on from there. But but you know what, Steve? I, I'm actually a little hurt. I, I noticed you sent planes to every other member of the podcast except me. I mean, you've like sent me foam. You've you've sent me uh, some some tokens. You've sent me uh, templates. You didn't send me airplanes. Well, you, you could have just shipped my planes to Trevor. Well, it would have been just as easy. Say, just well, the reason I did that is because I needed somebody to paint them, and Brett's planes at his neighbor's house right now have a better chance of getting painted than me sending you airplanes. That hurts. So that hurts. I, too, can use why. a rattle can of olive drab. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can make these airplanes look <laughs> the exact same as all the hours of work that Brett's going to put in, but with a rattle can. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. So enough assing around for the night. Uh, guys, thanks for uh, making it on the podcast. Uh, Brett, anything you want to say in closing to rebut Steve and his uh, horrible dispensation against you? No, I'm, I'm, I was heartbroken that they were missing. So I'm hopeful. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, and this whole discussion about lists and stuff, I got to actually finalize some lists and do some play testing, but I'm, I'm going to be constrained in what I can get you know what's actually available out there i don't think i can get aim models here and painted in time but anyway that's going to affect this whole list building adventure as well so we'll see i love aim and and they are so cool for getting us models uh but i will say it is faster for me to send a request to roger in the uk him to print the models and send them to me uh than for me to actually get something sent via aim although things from the uk might arrive sooner than sent from steve via the Philly post office because they've actually sent things to Portland, Oregon on their way to Alabama. I'm really not sure how that works because my knowledge of geography is we're kind of all in the same half of the country. Uh, but anyway, I digress about the U.S. postal system. All of you postal workers, you're my favorite fans. I don't know where you're putting our packages, but they're not making it to me. Anyway, so Trevor, any last minute parting shots from the other two ass clowns? Not at all. I mean, hey, man, don't so Build some, build, oh, build some <laughs> lists, have fun with it, you know, kind of throw away the rule book. Just use your imaginations, like get out of using spreadsheets and what's historically accurate. If you want to play historically accurate mission, by all means, do it. But I don't, I think you're pigeonholing yourself into what the possibilities are in this game. So get out there Figure out some bad shit stuff. Be like, who the fuck cares? Like, have fun with it, and you know, that's exactly. just enjoy it. You know, paint some models. Not you, Doug, but um, have fun. Yeah. You can go fuck yourself, Trevor. <laughs> Love you, <laughs> um, but you know, just have fun with it. Try them out. Play test them. Math hammer them. Play. You know, play on your kitchen table. I mean, Florida. I'm, I'm lucky enough. I can. Yeah, to, I can, to I me, can go down. To me, that's the fun of the 
of the models or of the fact that we've got so much open-ended stuff. I mean, if you're going to play competitive list, just make some shit up and see how it works. Explore, explore the space, as they would say, with your cowbell. Yeah, I mean, have fun. it's a game. It should be fun. It should be being the keyword. It should be, but Grognars can find a way to make it miserable. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for being on the podcast and talking about lists. We will talk about lists again soon uh, whenever we get back to our regular podcast broadcasting time. So I thank everyone uh, for your attention. Please give us some feedback. If I can say that again, please give us some feedback. Uh, Write in on social media. Tell us what a bunch of idiots we are. Um, Make sure to leave us some comments on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, via our website. Even tell us, you boys don't know the first fucking thing about Blood Red Skies. Hey, I'd love to hear it. Thanks everyone for listening tonight. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you again soon. There have been a select few who have wanted to tell us how we're going to do business. And they've wanted to tell us who we are and how we should behave. Trevor, what do you think I have to say to them? Go fuck yourself. They can go fuck themselves. Because here's the deal. We're five dudes who really enjoy playing games and doing a podcast and being a bunch of knuckleheads. We're not representatives of the community. We are not representatives of Warlord Games. And we are certainly not the kind of people that you want to point your kids to and go... You ought to behave like them.